the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show right here on News Talk 710-KNUS. Good to be with you this morning, as always, breaking down the news of the day. We'll get back to phone calls. Open the lines up in the next segment at 303 696 1971. That is our telephone number if you want to join in to the festivities. So this week, big news came out finally after over a year of waiting. Would Alec Baldwin be fired? Or excuse me, be charged, not fired, be charged for being on the set of an independent film that he was executive producer of and acting in called Rust and accidentally shooting cinematographer Alina Hutchins. He denied it at the time in media interviews, denied having fired the gun, denied being responsible for it. Here's a little bit of what Alec Baldwin had said, kind of a montage put together from ABC News at the time in 2021, some point after this incident where Alec Baldwin went and did media interviews, keep in mind, without a lawyer present. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Baldwin says he was receiving instructions from Hutchins during a rehearsal when the gun went off on its own. I cocked the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. He says he had no reason to believe there were live rounds in the gun and says assistant director Dave Halls announced that the gun was cold. Well, cold gun means there's no charge in there. There could be dummy rounds. A dummy round looks like a real bullet but is inert, containing no explosive charge. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. Uh, someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is. It's overwhelmingly likely that it was an accident. I did not observe any safety or security issues at all in the time I was there. The idea that a real bullet was in that gun and would come out of that gun and kill that woman, that, that was not even in the realm of possibility. And that's the thing that they must find out is where, who brought bullets onto the set. Alec Baldwin, a little over a year ago, to ABC News. And now he has been charged with two counts, including involuntary manslaughter in the death of, again, cinematographer Elena Hutchins on the set of Rust in New Mexico. Should he be charged? Of course, that is a question many are asking. But what are the facts of this case? What is the legal argument? We've also got some sound from the prosecutors who have gone public this week in some television interviews to discuss a little bit about the case. We'll play some of that audio coming up 
in a moment. But I want to dive into this story with someone who has done, I think, the best work covering what really is going on and the actual legal implications here of Alec Baldwin and this situation. Emily Miller is an investigative journalist. She is the author of the book, Emily Gets Her Gun, which is all about her struggles in Washington, D.C. She understands gun rights and gun laws quite, quite well. And she joins me now here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Good morning, Emily. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. It's good to have you. Thanks so much. I I was like, okay, this news broke. What can I do? Who could I get on that can really help to offer some interesting perspective? And I'd been following things that you had been writing in regards to this and breaking it down. So before we get to the specifics, perhaps, of of the the legal um, criminal charges that have been filed in New Mexico, get us up to speed, please, on uh, with a reminder on the basic facts of what happened in 2021 on the set of Rust. I, um, thank you for letting me say that it started, um, it, the event happened on October 21st, 2021. Um, Baldwin was shooting a movie which was called Rust. It's an independent small movie with a very low cost, which comes into play. And he had done some training with the armorer, whose name is Hannah Gutierrez Reed. And she, they've done some training. The movie started rehearsing. And um, he had a scene in which it was inside a church, an old church, and had a scene in which he was going to point, sh- show the camera. He had a holster on his left side. And he, he has a revolver, an old forty five revolver. And he put his arm, he did what's called a cross draw, which he put his right hand, crossed it to his left side, and pulled out the gun and, and sort of put it across the set. And so Helena Hutchins, which is, she was the cinematographer. She was directly behind the camera, as well as Joel Souza, who is the director. And what she did, what Baldwin did, is he took a gun um, and he did not check it. So Hannah Gutierrez, a lot of names I'm throwing at you, but Hannah Gutierrez Ruiz is the armorer. She was also charged this week with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Right. She loaded the gun, checked the gun, handed it to David Halls, who's assistant director, because she was not allowed in the building. David Halls was pled guilty uh, this week to a lesser charge and, and got a suspended sentence. So all the people lined up in a chain up to Alec Baldwin have been charged. And then Alec Baldwin took the gun, did this cross draw, and put his finger on the trigger, put, pulled back the hammer, pointed the, tr- pointed the gun at Helena Hutchins, who's at the camera, and pulled the trigger. And he immediately, he went to the sheriff's office for an interview and immediately said, this is not my fault. Someone else put the live round in there. And that's true. Obviously, there should not be a live round on the movie set. Um, and denied any responsibility. He's been saying for over a year publicly in TV interviews, uh, I did not pull the trigger. And then the FBI forensics came out and said, it's 100% sure he pulled the trigger. So completely lying. And he's just continuously blamed his staff, the all the people leading up to him, even though he broke all gun, all gun safety rules. Like he did not check if the gun was loaded. He pointed the gun at an unsafe direction in his victim, Helena Hutchins. And 
he pulled the trigger. So he did all these things, and that's why he's been charged with two two counts of involuntary manslaughter. One is related to just the event happening. One is related to that plus the gun and the gun safety rules. There was a prop master on CNN named Dutch Merrick, and I won't play the clip now. I'll play it in the next segment after we finished our conversation, Emily. But he noted that there were 25 live rounds that were found scattered about in different places at the set. And there were complaints, there were comments being made about how unsafe the set seemed, and this was clearly, it seems, because of budget cuts you mentioned, or or low-budget expenses, as you mentioned before. How could you not know, in a position like Alec Baldwin was in, he was the actor, number one, number two, he was the executive producer, that there was an unsafe situation there, because that certainly is something the prosecutors have been considering in bringing these charges to bear against Baldwin. Um, well, we don't know. I mean, now we're further along. And if you go to my Substack, which is emilypostnews.com, I have a whole section on Alec Baldwin, emilypostnews.com. Go ahead, and there's a whole section on Alec Baldwin, and we even start at the beginning from in October 21st to now, building on what we know, what we know, what we know. Now things have changed because of these charges. We will actually see coming soon from the Santa Fe prosecutor all that information. They know that now. They know how the the rounds, the live rounds, got on set. They know how they were. One of them was put into a gun. Um, so it's less of a mystery now because we're about to get, by the end of the month, they're going to file charges, and then they release all the investigation reports. We are talking with investigative journalist Emily Miller here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Check her out on the web at emilypostnews.com. So lay out for us, please, the charges. There are two different involuntary manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin. You hinted at it a bit, but expand upon what he is facing. Uh, well, the, there's two counts because one of them has, this is such in detail legalese that I mean, and I'm not a lawyer, so it's for my interviews. And um, so just to, for try to, I'll try to summarize this in layman's terms for all of us. Um, there's two counts. One is more serious than the other. So one has a penalty of 18 months in prison and $5,000 fine. Other one has a penalty of a mandatory five years in prison and a fine. So the ways, and that one is related to the gun charge because it like expands it because a gun is in it. So what the prosecutor has done is give the jury the, the, the ability to decide which count they're going to use. So are they going to, and all, all this is, a, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if Alec Baldwin is going to, make a plea deal before a jury trial. Um, you know, we don't know if they make a deal. So if they don't make a deal, if it gets to a jury trial, the jury will decide, you know, that one that has a penalty of 18 months or the one that has a penalty of five years, and then they get merged together, and then that's the one the judge uses. And again, they, obviously the one that's more serious, you have to have a jury who has not heard the case make that decision in advance, because then it's going to be guilty or not guilty. Because it's such a it's a bigger longer sentence. If they choose the one that has eighteen months, that might give them the ability to, you know, have him avoid jail time completely. Um, and then, of course, then he has a trial. So he's presumed innocent now, and he has a trial, and they'll the jury will decide, you know, guilt or not guilt. And then they'll have a sentencing, 
So then they can decide whether it's going to be, right. you know, two months, whether it's even going to suspend the sentence like they did with David Halls and have no prison time. So there's a lot of hypotheticals that we don't know yet. We have all this new information now and all this new avenues right. to follow. Well, one thing I want to get to here in a moment is what Alec Baldwin was saying to the media during interviews where he did not have a lawyer present, because I think that will certainly come up here in this case as it proceeds. But I want to play a little bit of uh, montage of questions being answered on Fox News from Judge Jeanine Pirro to a couple of the prosecutors on this Alec Baldwin case to get a little bit more from their perspective on what we are looking at here. Take a listen. We definitely believe he pulled the trigger. Um, the, the FBI lab report confirms that. So definitely the trigger was pulled. All right. So his statement is not correct under any circumstance. Uh, we don't believe it is. Mr. Baldwin had a duty at his, at the base level to never hold a gun and point it at a person while pulling the trigger. But he also had a duty um, as an actor and a producer on that set to have the bullets checked or to check them himself to make sure that they weren't live. We believe Baldwin as a producer knows everything that goes on on the set. And so, there, yeah, there was a lot of problems. There was a lot of, uh, there were a couple accidental discharges. Um, there was a lot of safety concerns that were brought to the attention of management, and and he did nothing about it. So um, there were just, this was a, a loose and reckless um, scene where safety was compromised um, just to save money. What do you make of what the prosecutors have shared there and in other appearances so far where they are clear that, look, Alec Baldwin says he didn't fire uh, the gun, that it wasn't him who did it. That's not true. That's quite clear that it was him. So what do you make of that? And then here's the big piece of this, Emily Miller. And that is this is something that you have been pointing out for from the beginning. When you, whether you are on set, you have prop, uh, an armorer, you have 10 people who may have the firearm before you. If you're on set with an actual gun, don't you have an obligation yourself to check the firearm and make sure that it does not contain what it shouldn't contain? For example, a live round. Isn't it somewhat incumbent upon you as the individual who has the firearm in your hand? to make sure that in your possession it is under the condition where you are not at risk of harming anybody. Oh, well, that's what the prosecutors are saying, that they're saying that, which has been a real big 180, because these prosecutors seemed to be defending Baldwin up for the past year, but something definitely changed after she got the sheriff's report um, a couple months ago, because... We, the, you know, there was a lot of public debate about this. And, you know, the Alec Baldwin fans were saying, You're, he's just an actor. It's not his fault. He shouldn't, he doesn't need to do this. It's, he's not a shooter. Then a lot of other experts were saying, he actually legally has, because it is considered under the law that if you're being reckless with a firearm, that's a serious charge because he knew it was a real gun. There was no exception to that. And I've interviewed several actors, and they've all said they always check their own guns to be loaded, and they don't pull the trigger at someone, and they don't break the gun control, the gun safety laws. And just to be clear, the gun safety laws, there's three of them. One is don't pull the trigger 
unless you're ready to shoot, which he obviously broke. Don't point the gun in, in keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. He broke that by pointing it directly at Helena. And um, always assume the gun is loaded. So, so he, he should assume the gun is loaded with live rounds and then check it. And like I said, all these, all the, the tons of experienced actors say they always check their own guns. So that's what they're saying his fault was and recklessness legally term is that he knew it was a real gun. He d- defied all the rules, which he knows because he said, has said in several of these interviews, I knew, I knew not to point the gun at someone. I would never do that. And he did it anyway. Um, so whether it was they were rushing um, he's too arrogant to do it because he said it's all his it's all the other staff's fault. All the people who led up to this giving it to me, it's their fault. And the prosecutors, he's heard right now, they're saying already saying we're not anywhere near a trial date yet, yet that they are going to go after him for not abiding by any of these safety rules and taking it into consideration. Yeah, it's staggering too, Emily Miller, investigative journalist, our guest, author of the book, Emily Gets Her Gun. It is fascinating to think about the interviews that he did where he openly talked about, oh, I knew the rules. Oh, I would never do this and I would never do that. That's something that could be played in court. 100% will be. 100% will be. It will be his ABC interview where he says, I don't feel guilty. I'm not sorry. It's not my responsibility. I mean, it's going to infuriate a jury. He's, they're going to show all the interviews he's done and say, I did not pull the trigger. I did not pull the trigger. And then they're going to have an FBI forensic from Quantico go on the stand and said he pulled the trigger. This gun would not have gone off if he hadn't pulled the trigger. And so I, I want to read, and again, you're not a lawyer, but it's interesting to hear other perspectives on this. We've got a few minutes left. This is from Alan Dershowitz. He is, of course, the uh, noted emeritus professor of law at Harvard Law School, and he wrote the following in Newsweek a day or two ago. Prosecutors would have to prove not that there was negligence on the set, but that Baldwin himself was personally responsible for the gross negligence that led to Helena Hutchins' death. Based on the evidence that has been made public, that burden will not be able to be met. An actor, even one who is also a producer, is entitled to rely on the assurance of the person responsible for armaments that he had been given a gun with no live ammunition. What you were just saying, Emily Miller, about the three requirements of holding a firearm under the law... Uh, certainly contradicts that last sentence there, but it is interesting the way that that you have somebody like Dershowitz saying, oh, well, you can't really blame Alec Baldwin for this. It it seems to me, and we he's presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law, but it seems to me like there really is a substantive case here from these prosecutors. Yes, and I'd say Dershowitz is laying out Baldwin's defense. And that's it is 100% going to be Baldwin's defense, which is I'm not responsible. Everyone before me who picked up the gun, everyone who works for me, because he was a producer from the film, is responsible for it. So he, that's what he's going to say. We all know that. Um, but the prosecutors have already gone on these TV interviews this week and said, doesn't matter. An actor is not above when you are holding a gun. You know it's alive. You know it's a real gun. You are personally responsible for doing anything that's reckless. It's pretty much the 
similar to the charge of drunk driving that you're, but it's not as serious as a gun crime, but you, you are not intending to kill anyone, which nobody, I don't think anyone thinks that Baldwin, it was intentional. You're not thinking killing someone, you know, that drinking and driving could kill someone and you do it anyway. A similar kind of case of of this involuntary manslaughter. That's the same charge. So, yes, Baldwin has Dershowitz has perfectly laid out what Baldwin's defense is going to be, and the prosecutors are going to say, put on all these experts who say, you know, you are assumed that you have to follow this gun safety rules, and we know that he knew them, and we know that he trained on this movie set to do this. So, I mean, he said he's known them for forty years. So it's, they're going to put that on. Um, and they're going to say that his defense, maybe he'll testify, but then the prosecutors are coming back and say, did you know to not shoot, not pull a trigger? And then he's going to say, didn't pull a trigger. Then they're going to say, did you know not to point the gun in Helena? And he's going to say, well, she told me to do it. And then they're going to play him in another one of these interviews he's done stupidly over the past year, him saying, I, I know not to point a gun at someone. He has said that. So it's going to be, he's really in uh, in a tight spot, which is why I probably assume he's going to try to get a plea deal before it goes to trial. And as you mentioned before, one member of the crew, David Halls, the assistant director, has already pled guilty this week for lesser charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon and received a suspended sentence and six months of probation. So Alec Baldwin's question for himself would surely be, is it better to take the public criticism of having lied about what happened on the set of Rust, or is it better to risk going to court for a very long period of time? And it's important to note, and I'm out of time here, so 30 seconds for a final thought, but they did reach a civil settlement as well, where the family of the cinematographer that he shot and killed, Helena Hutchins, um, did reach a, a civil settlement with Alec Baldwin. Yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, what Baldwin has done so many of these interviews and said so much that he's really going to be facing a serious um, charge. And the prosecutors believe they will convict him. I mean, they wouldn't have put this out. The prosecutors never do this unless they know they're going to convict him. Um, so, right. And the thing is, Alec Baldwin always thinks he's right. He said all, all the time he will not get charged. He will not get charged. So, I mean, and he knows his normal behavior is to be just sort of a jerk um, and deny all responsibility. And if he does continue to do that, then he's going to want a trial. He's going to want to get exonerated. Um, He's not going to want any charges, um, criminal charges against him, even in a plea deal. And that means we go to a jury trial. Yeah. So entertaining. It, 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 it certainly will be made for TV. That's for darn sure, and not in a way that Alec Baldwin would necessarily want. Emily Miller, investigative journalist, check out her book, Emily Gets Her Gun, and her website where you can find all her writings and breaking down the Alec Baldwin story at emilypostnews.com. Really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Once again, Emily Miller. Check out her website, emilypostnews.com. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. You are listening to The Jimmy Sangenberger Show. What are your thoughts? 303-696-1971. Alec Baldwin insisted he would never be charged. He didn't do it. 
prosecutors now saying something very different. What do you make of the points that Emily Miller was making just there about how you as a firearm holder, if you have a firearm that ends up in your possession, there are certain things that you need to be responsible for doing that you can't blame whoever had the gun before you and gave it to you. And Alec Baldwin is not fresh to acting, and he says he's known the rules for 40 years. What do you make of it? 303-696-1971. You can also text into the show on the KNUS app on your smartphone. We'll be right back on the other side. News Talk 710 KNUS. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. We definitely believe he pulled the trigger. Um, the, the FBI lab report confirms that, so definitely the trigger was pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. We definitely believe he pulled the trigger. Um, the, the FBI lab report confirms that, so definitely the trigger was pulled. Will Alec Baldwin... Face the consequences for the accidental shooting death of Helena Hutchins, cinematographer on the set of the independent film Rust. That's why you got to bring a little Robert Cray into the mix with his awesome tune, Consequences, which, by the way, I've always thought should be the song for a James Bond movie. I don't know why. I can just see the opening scene or something where you have consequences kick in. Um, And I don't know. It always feels like it should be a Bond theme song. But here's the thing. We heard from investigative journalist Emily Miller here on the Jimmy Sangenberger show about the details here and the charges of involuntary manslaughter brought to bear against Alec Baldwin. And as we continue here, 22 minutes before 8 o'clock, the question I'm posing to you is, will Alec Baldwin face consequences and should he? Here's the thing. You have the prosecutors able to say the FBI forensic evidence proves he fired the gun. And they can contrast that with what he said on TV. Oh, no, I would never fire. You just heard the clip. I would never point and shoot like that. And he talked about how he'd had training over 40 years and he knew the rules. He didn't have a lawyer present for any of those interviews. And then what the forensic evidence shows contradicts him and that's brought to bear in court. Here's the thing that makes Alec Baldwin's, the defense of Alec Baldwin, rather, by Alan Dershowitz, pretty spurious, very weak. And that is when Baldwin said, excuse me, Dershowitz says an actor, even one who was also a producer, is entitled to rely on the assurance of the person responsible for armaments that he had been given a gun with no live ammunition. No, you do have at least some culpability because when you have a real firearm in your custody, you have an obligation to make sure that it is not loaded if you are doing, say, what he was doing on the movie set. And the other requirements, as Emily Miller broke down, that you need to meet when holding a firearm. 
you have you can't wipe away responsibility for that. Democrats, the left, which does include Dershowitz and Baldwin, by the way, the left loves to talk about how we need all sorts of gun laws, right? They want to micromanage, they want to ban, or they want to put all these requirements. And there are some basic requirements of firearms that are just good practices in general. Firearm safety that you will learn basic things in any firearms class. Or when you go to a shooting range and you say, no, I've never fired a gun before, and they give you the very basic rules. Those are things that you should be doing as best practice, and that makes sense if if they are put into the law. But the left loves to talk a big game about, oh, we need to have these gun control laws put into place, so on and so forth. But then they don't want to be held responsible for their own misuse, potentially, of a firearm? Innocent until proven guilty, but what we do know is that the gun was fired, according to forensic evidence. And that it was fired in Alec Baldwin's hand. So, how do you not draw a conclusion, likely, from the jury, oh yeah, probably guilty. When you look at that kind of evidence, maybe there's something else that Baldwin can bring to bear, but I don't think that the argument presented by Dershowitz flies. He also makes the comment, remember former officer Kim Potter in Minnesota? The officer who went into Breonna Taylor's home and thought she was firing a taser but fired a gun instead, her wrong firearm, shot the victim with live ammunition and killing him. Uh, excuse me, not Breonna Taylor. What was the the instance of, of that one? Um, well, you remember, though, the, the Kim Potter being the officer who fired the gun. Now, there was no dispute that she had shot the gun by accident. She was convicted The case is now on appeal. That's a very different circumstance to this specific one where a court. Here's a prop master on CNN. So this was a chain of events that happened long before a gun got in Alec Baldwin's hand and the the round left the barrel. Um, It started with the hiring practices. It started with the budgeting and the way they had scheduled the show and the way they were treating the crew. And then the seed that was planted that really was a fatal moment was when they Somebody provided live ammunition uh, disguised as dummy rounds in a box to a film set, which I've talked to hundreds of people now, and nobody has any recollection ever in history of live rounds being sent mistakenly to a film set. So that seed germinated, and everybody ha- everybody's hands who that went through, the prop master, the armorer, and eventually the first AD who inserted himself in this process where he had no business being, each one of those things cascaded in, in an event that any one of those things would have stopped this. So, yeah, are these people negligent? Certainly. But I would offer that there are several more people up the food chain that are negligent from the very beginning. And those are things that Alec Baldwin, as executive producer, should have been aware of. That was a guy by the name of Dutch Merrick on CNN, who's a, a prop master, I believe, based in Hollywood. It's hard to to fathom how a jury would interpret this in a way that 
isn't what it seems. But you never know. You never really know, and innocent until proven guilty. But what do you think about the way that this is being handled? Dershowitz says the question is whether this criminal prosecution would have been brought if the person firing the gun was unknown. Would somebody else have gotten charged if not Baldwin? Now, it's entirely plausible that Baldwin would have been less likely to be charged if he hadn't gone on TV and insisted he wouldn't be charged and insisted it wasn't his responsibility. Then they might not have done the charge charging with involuntary manslaughter. Who knows? But absolutely, I think that this would have been brought to bear on somebody who wasn't Alec Baldwin, most likely, who was an everyday person. And it should be a reminder of the importance of following gun safety rules. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. You are listening to The Jimmy Sangenberger Show. What are your thoughts? Will he face consequences for this? 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. Does he get convicted? Does he plea this out? Or does some other scenario happen? What are your thoughts? 303-696-1971. We'll pick up the conversation on the other side here on News Talk 710 KNUS. Rocking and rolling back into the final segment of the second hour. One more up ahead. Podcast host Christina Cook and Keith Nobles warming up in a bullpen. Crying won't help you now. Great fun cover. This one by Rick Derringer. Good to be with you this morning on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. Here's a tidbit of the prosecutor's. In Alec Baldwin's case, where they have now charged him with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Did you feel any pressure to go one way or the other? You know, we, we looked at this case for a long time, and and sure, there's a lot of media attention, and Alec Baldwin's an A-list actor, but again, we were just looking at the facts of the case, and um, again, Alec Baldwin, he is an A-list actor, and, and there's a lot of, you know, uh, hype around all that, but he isn't above the law. You know, we don't feel public pressure. We, we, we're prosecutors. Uh, we're, we're doing the right thing and what the, the facts support, and we believe it supports involuntary manslaughter. Now, the reality is that real gun control happens when the firearm is in your custody. Genuine gun control. Whether it is locked in a safe, Away from children, for example. So one thing about that tragic story in Virginia where the six-year-old came to school with a gun and shot and killed his teacher. Uh, or no, actually not killed. Um, the teacher was sustained heavy injuries. But shot the teacher in school. And... How in the world does a six-year-old get a firearm? That was a question that has come to my mind. And I wonder what the parents were doing as far as the firearm safety. That's one example. Another example, when the gun is in your custody, you should know whether it is loaded or not yourself and not just take the word of others. And there are basic things when it comes to gun safety. That's real gun control in your own hands. 
And Alec Baldwin seems pretty clearly to have violated that. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. We definitely believe he pulled the trigger. Um, the, the FBI lab report confirms that, so mm-hmm. definitely the trigger was pulled. We will see what happens. Will he plea it out? That is the fundamental question. Looks like it is going to be a high of 29 degrees. It was snowing when I came here into the studio. It is no longer snowing, although, brace for it, the news reports that between Sunday and Tuesday, 8 to 12 inches more of snow is expected. Snowmageddon anticipated to really continue. There was a text that came in earlier when we were talking about the economy. We were talking about the big tech jobs being cut now, 12,000 jobs at Alphabet, the parent company of Google, going away. Alexa texting in earlier, I don't know what you were talking about, Jimmy, regarding layoffs. Biden and Kamala just did a video which tells us how great the economy is under Biden. KJP says the economy is wonderful. No idea why companies would have to lay off people during Biden's amazing economy. Yes, indeed. Isn't that something? These major companies that just so happen to donate the most amount of money, five of these big tech companies, to Biden's campaign and the Democrats in 20. 20 and they're doing all these layoffs in the great biden economy give me right here the hosts of the cowgirls and indians podcast christina cook and keith nobles join me on the other side news talk 710 us. three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com